0: Welcome back to The Big Broadcast. Here's your hosts, Mike Martini and Mark Magistrelli. Tonight we have Inner
1: Sanctum Mysteries coming up later, but first, it's one of the early shadows with Horson Wells. This is from September 26th of 1937, so get ready to stock up on that wintertime supply of blue coal. (laughs) I'm sure you'll be hearing about that too as the episode progresses. This is what became a very common theme on The Shadow, which is somebody is on death row and they're about to be executed just before the switch is thrown. The Shadow steps in and solves the case, but boy, they make you wait until the very last moment. Orson Welles, at the beginning of his run as Lamont Cranston, The Shadow, on The Big Broadcast.
2: of men
3: (laughs) the shadow
4: knows
3: blue Cole presents the shadow a man of mystery who strikes terror in the very souls of sharpsters lawbreakers and criminals all signs point to a severe winter be prepared if you want to be sure of even, dependable, healthful heat in any kind of weather, insist on Blue Coal, America's finest anthracite mined from the fields of northern Pennsylvania. The coal that has colored a harmless blue at the mine for your
5: protection.
6: You can't have me to the chair. You can't do it. Let me out of here. Let
2: me... Paul oh, Gordon, listen. Huh? I can't see anybody. Who's that? I am the shadow. <laughs> Stop. We haven't much time. We must hurry, Gordon. You're in the death house, charged with murder.
6: Yes, I'm innocent. I'm innocent.
2: But nobody knows it. Take courage, Gordon. The shadow knows. <laughs> Margot, won't you sit down? I told Adbold, to serve our coffee here in the library, unless you would rather go on the terrace.
7: No, I prefer it here.
2: Then let me see you smile. That frown is most unbecoming.
7: Lamont, give it up.
2: Give what up, my dear? Drinking coffee?
7: I'm serious, Lamont Cranston. When I foolishly let you know that... Do you remember what you said? It will be exactly five years next week.
2: But there's still so much to do, Margot.
7: Well, then let somebody else do it. Don't you realize that you can't keep on like this forever? Someone's certain to identify you, and when that someone does, someone else is certain to kill you.
2: Perhaps, but until they do... Oh, darling, stop frowning.
7: I don't mean necessarily to give up your work, Lamont, but this other... Let the shadow just disappear and, and come out openly. You're in the organized forces of law and police.
2: Won't you realize, Margot, that my entire usefulness to the organized forces of law and police... lies in my remaining outside those forces. In remaining always the shadow... Would they approve my methods? Would they believe in my science? You
7: would make them believe. You could make them approve.
2: And in doing so, reveal my secrets, my knowledge. Reveal them and eventually let them fall into the hands of organized crime. (laughs) No, Margot. No one must ever know. No one but you. Why do you think I've devoted countless hours to investigating electrical and chemical phenomena? Why do you think I went to India, to, to Egypt, to China? What do you think I studied in London, Paris, and Vienna? except to learn the old mysteries that modern science has not yet rediscovered. The natural magic modern psychology is beginning to understand, and, well, magic that wouldn't seem so natural. I studied and learned for a purpose, my dear.
7: All right, Lamont, I I realize all that. But now, now the entire underworld has but one objective, to erase the shadow. And to me, that means...
2: Until they know what the shadow is, and who he is, what can they do? Stop and think how many criminals are either dead or in prison because of our activities. Why, even now, tonight, as we sit quietly here, somewhere, an innocent human being may be in desperate trouble. Somewhere, perhaps, there is a problem that can never be solved, except... By the shadow.
4: What did the doctor say, Grace?
7: It was good news and and bad, too, I'm afraid, dear.
4: Well, whatever it was, dear, tell me.
7: Well, he said the baby could be perfectly well again within a year.
0: Oh, thank God for that. Poor kid.
4: She's had a tough time. Well, what else?
7: Well, this part isn't so good, Paul. She'll need treatments during all that time. Paul, treatments cost money. I know. Well,
4: we'll have to manage somehow.
0: You didn't do a very good job marrying me, dear. Darling. If I could only get a job. I've got
4: my health and I've got brains. But no one seems to want
0: them.
7: Oh, they will, dear. They've got to. Mm
4: -hmm. You're right about that. We're just about down to
2: rock bottom. I raise every cent I can on the house and car. There isn't anything
0: left.
7: You and I are still left, Paul. And we've got to take care of Sally. She's our daughter, Paul, and she's got to have her chance.
0: She's going to have it. Somehow. Tomorrow I'll start out and take anything I can get.
7: Darling, perhaps tomorrow things will break for us.
2: Yes. If only they don't break the wrong way.
4: over here excuse me but are you the boss here
0: that's right i'm looking for a job
6: nothing doing buddy
0: i'll do anything wait on table wash dishes anything at all
6: i don't need any more help
4: well how about delivering things i've got a car nope
6: i don't deliver nothing Miss. sorry i don't need you i see all right
2: thanks hey hey you what you calling to me yeah sit down have a beer
4: no thanks i i don't drink
2: Anyhow, sit down. I meet a friend of mine named Lefty. My name's Red. (laughs) Look at my hair and you'll know why.
0: Well, I'm glad to meet you both. Gordon's my name, Paul Gordon. Well, do you want to talk to me about something? We might. Might be able to help you out. Sounds like you're looking for a job. You bet I am. I I need one. You know anybody that could use me? Maybe. We don't know you yet. So far as that goes... I don't know you either, See, so Red, read the guy smart. Yeah, maybe too smart. Now, look here, Mr. Gordon. We need a car, and we need somebody to drive it for us. You understand? Well, I've got a car, and I can drive. Is it a good car? Has it got speed?
2: I will guarantee you up to 80. It's not bad. It's not bad. Now, listen, kid. How about
0: meeting us tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock? All right.
5: Where? Well, let's see. Uh, we're going to... Uh... I got it. Right in front of the uptown bank. We got to go there first to cash a check.
0: Well... So... How about $5 a day? That's so. But you'll remember. Be there at 9 o'clock or you don't get no job. (laughs) Don't worry. I'll be there.
2: I'll be there at 8 o'clock.
5: Hey, buddy. You can't keep this car in front of the bank all day. I just see that sign, no parking. I'm not parking, officer. I'm waiting for a couple of men. I'm working for them. Oh, Hey, what's that? Hey, sounds like shots. In the bank. Hey, stop there, you. Go. you got him, rusty. Here he is with the car. Come on, you start that much for oh, Step on it, fella. Hey, but you can't do that. Get
0: gone, I will shoot.
6: Let him have it, Red. Hold him off. I'll hold him. Wish I'd never have shot that car.
5: Can't you get no more speed out of this car, fella? She's doing all she can. Shoot at that tires, Red. I missed him. Why the windshield? Say, let me out of this. Take the car. They'll think I'm in with you. That's just what we're figuring on. Now, here comes a curve. After you make that, stop. Get ready, Red. I'm ready. I'm just leaving the evidence. Put it under the seat cushion. All right. Okay. Goodbye, Gordon.
6: Thanks for the work. Hey. Hey, wait, you guys. Don't leave me like this. They'll think I did it. Hey, come on back, will you? Come Come back.
5: Up with their hands. Come on, get them up. All right, officer, I haven't got a gun. I wasn't in this. They made me drive the car. Yeah, keep your hands up just the same. Go through the car, Charlie. Okay, Sarge. Now, fella, you might as well come clean on this. I haven't done anything. I tell you, I'm innocent. Hey, Sarge, I got it. Under the rear seat cushion. A bag full of bills and a gun. That's the gun that bumped off my buddy Louie. And you say you're innocent. Yes, I am. Well, it'll take more than saying so to keep you out of the electric chair.
3: Gordon, the jury have found you guilty of robbery under arms and of statutory murder. You have been shown to have had both motive and opportunity. The prosecution has piled up a mass of incontrovertible evidence, and I myself have no doubt of your guilt. Therefore, in accordance with the law, I direct that you be taken from here to the place from whence you came, and that there you be put to death in the manner stated by the law. And may God have mercy
2: on your soul. <laughs>
3: hey, who's that? Where'd that laugh from? Who lost? Bring that person before the corpse. Well, I... I don't know where he is, Your Honor.
8: The lot came from
3: over there. In that corner. Yes. Yes, Your Honor, but... there's no one in that corner. Only... A shadow. (laughs) Go to sleep, dear. Mother will be right here in the next room.
7: Oh, God. Please help me. Help me. I don't know what to do. Yes? Who is it? My name is Margot Lane. I have a message for you, Mrs. Gordon. You're not a reporter, are you? No, I'm a friend. I've come to help. Oh, th- then please come in. What is it you want, Miss Lane? Mrs. Gordon, your husband has a friend who's going to help him. Here's $1,000 in cash. What? That's for you and Sally. A thousand? Who was it sent this to me? Well, that I can't tell you. But the message with it is not to lose hope. Oh, then... That- There is hope for Paul, then. The man who sent this to you never fails. Who is he? Well, that I can't tell you. But, Miss Lane, you know him. Sometimes I wonder whether I do. I love him, but I wonder whether I know him. What do you mean? It's hard to tell whether I really know the man or only his shadow.
5: Well, Lefty, tonight the fall guy goes to the chair. That's what he gets for being a sucker. Yeah, there's not a clue that it even points our way. Not even a print. We had gloves on all the
2: time. You had yours off for a minute when you were sitting next to him. Yeah, but uh, I didn't touch the wheel. Then we ain't left a clue. You think so? Who said that? You, Lefty?
4: No, I, I thought it was
2: you. It was I. You cannot see me. Who are you? And where are you? I am here in the room. In the shadow. You have pinned your crime on an innocent man. He shall not suffer, but you will. I don't know who you are, where you are, but you're bluffing anyway. You got no evidence. we didn't leave a clue... You did leave a clue. A clue that will send you to the chair. Where was it? Where was it? You're lying. (laughs) Wouldn't you like to believe that? Keep thinking about it. Keep thinking about... The clue that you forgot. <laughs> Margot Lane. Paul Gordon is in the death house and is to die in the chair tonight. I am going to him now. We can still save him. Stand by. For orders.
3: In a few moments, we will return to the shadow. But before we do, let me stress this one fact. For home heating, anthracite is best. And America's finest anthracite is blue coal. Anthracite is the healthful fuel. It gives steady, uniform heat that helps prevent colds and cuts down doctor's bills. For with anthracite, there is no quick chilling of the house, such as you get with fuels of the on-and-off type, or with quick burning fuels that flare up and burn out. Bear in mind that heating plants in this part of the country were especially designed to burn anthracite. So before that coal snap catches you unaware, call your local blue coal dealer. You'll find his name listed in the where to buy it section of your classified directory under the words blue coal. Call him tomorrow and order a supply of America's finest anthracite.
2: From the governor, I'm sorry, Gordon. The Governor refuses to take any action. Thank. You.
4: I've got to go tonight
2: at eleven o'clock.
4: What, what time is it now?
0: It's almost ten. Mm. Is there anything I can do for you? No. Thank you what. Very well.
2: These guards will move you to another cell. I'll be back in a little while. Ready, Gordon?
4: Yes, Scott. I'm just going to move you to another cell. (laughs) What
0: does it matter?
2: The one you're going to is nearer.
4: (laughs) Nearer to the chair, is that it? (laughs) Uh. All right. Let's go.
2: All right, Gordon. Walk to the left. You'll be right here behind you. I unlock the door into this preparation chamber, Pete.
4: Okay. Just a second.
2: All right. Go on through, Gordon. Watch him, Pete. I'll shut the door. Huh. What's the use of all this trouble?
0: What chance have I got now?
2: I'm afraid you haven't got much, fellow. No, I wouldn't say that. What do you mean? Holy smokes. Look behind you. Where? There. I'm oh. too bad. I hated to do that, but there wasn't any other way, and he'll only be out for a while. Now, Gordon, listen to me.
4: Hey. Where are you? I can't see you anymore. Where have you gone?
2: Back into the shadow. Now, Gordon, we haven't much time. Listen to me. No crime is perfect. There's always somewhere a loose end. The only reason that all crimes aren't solved is because there's some one fact that someone knows and doesn't tell. And sometimes they don't tell because they don't know that they know.
4: I told everything
2: I know in court. They wouldn't believe me then. Because you couldn't prove what you said. We are going after the proof now. You and I. How? I'm going to think with your mind. I don't know what you mean. Don't try to understand. Just do as I tell you. I want you to concentrate, Gordon. Fix your mind on everything that happened that day. Make mental pictures. I'll see what you see. I'll try now. No. No. No, Gordon. Stop thinking about your wife and baby. How did you know I was thinking about. I that? saw it. In your mind. I see in my mind. The pictures you create in yours. Oh. Like television? Yes. Or like mental telepathy or mind reading. Hypnotism. Whatever you choose. There's no time to talk. Stop talking. Think. I will. I will. I'm thinking now. The picture is getting clearer. That's better. Go on. The restaurant? The bar? Gordon, stop thinking about the electric chair. It blurs the picture. I'll try. I'll try. Ah. That's better. The car. In front of the bank. Yes, I see it. The policeman. The crowd. Yes. Wait a minute. The small man with red hair. He was the one you called Red. Yes. Yes, I see him. Crooked nose, short, glasses. I know that man. He's Red Sloan. I... I... It's hard to see. I know. Think for your life. Try hard. Yes. You started the car. The other, Lefty, was in front with you. Lefty. Lefty. See him for me, Gordon. Ah, yes. A scar on his left cheek. Why didn't you mention that in court? I I forgot. Never mind. Concentrate. Yes. Yes. Lefty couldn't keep you covered with a gun and look back at the same time. What did he do? He...
4: reached up... and twisted the rearview
2: mirror. Now we've got it. That's the loose end. That's where his thumbprint will be. Gordon... now I can save you. You've told the truth. You didn't know... You knew. Come on,
3: man. Oh, another one over here. right you're a fool for coming in here again. This is the place we picked up that kid that's burning tonight. What you want to come in here for?
6: This is as good a place as any, ain't it? Hey, telephone for you, Lefty. Telephone? Yeah. Maybe you never heard of it, but it's a great invention. But nobody knows I'm here. Well, somebody knows because they're waiting on the phone for you. It's over there on the wall. Okay. Don't be too long, Lefty. Hello? (laughs) Say, what are you laughing at? Who is this?
2: Lefty. Did you ever hear of the shadow? Yeah. Say, what is this? Too bad about young Gordon, isn't it, Lefty? What do you know about that? The shadow knows.
6: Who are you? What do you want?
2: I want justice. Justice for Paul Gordon, Lefty. And I'm going to get it. But you ain't got no evidence. No. Perhaps there are some fingerprints,
4: Lefty. Oh, no. We had gloves on. There couldn't be no fingerprints.
2: Did you have gloves on? The time
4: yeah sure i did
2: you're left-handed now listen carefully lefty when you were sitting in the front seat of gordon's car your gun was in your left hand remember
3: say you ain't nobody i it's just say how do you know what
2: did you do with your right hand my right hand you took off your right glove didn't you oh, no
6: i didn't i didn't No. Gosh, I'm going nuts. And you
2: couldn't see the car that was chasing you because the angle of the rearview mirror was adjusted for the driver and you weren't driving, so... do you remember what you did? No, no, I didn't. I didn't take it off. Are you sure you didn't reach up with your bare right hand and turn that rearview mirror? Are you sure, Lefty? No, no,
4: I didn't. I didn't. Maybe I did. That...
2: If the police... Find that fingerprint. You'll burn, Lefty. Just the way young Gordon's going to burn. Tonight. Goodbye, Lefty. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute.
0: He hung up. No. No. I won't
3: burn. Hey, Rhett.
5: Rhett! Yeah, it's certainly gab long enough. Say, who was the guy? on
3: my neck. Where's that car of Gordon's now? In his garage. I guess I heard his wife... Crack- Listen. What? I got a hunch.
4: There's some fingerprints of mine in that car. Red, we got a white them off of there or maybe we'll burn in that chair too. Come, Come on, let's go.
7: But, Commissioner...
6: I'm sorry, Miss Lane, but I don't see what we can do. But
7: I tell you, Paul Gordon is innocent. The men who committed the crime are free.
6: Where did you get this information?
7: Oh, that I can't tell you.
6: Uh, Miss Lane, Paul Gordon was convicted of murder by due processes of law. Tonight he pays for his crime in the electric chair. If the police listen to every crank who came in here claiming new evidence... But they can't
7: send an innocent man to the chair. They can't do
6: it. No, but they can send a guilty man. And according to the evidence, Paul Gordon is guilty.
7: Commissioner, suppose that afterwards, when it's too late, they discover that Paul Gordon wasn't guilty after all. And suppose I testify that the police refused to
6: listen. Well, what do you want me to do? If it's within reason, I'll do that. I want you I? to
7: send some men to that garage. I want you to catch the guilty men and see that justice is done.
2: frightened. Brace up, Gordon. It won't be long. Get your chin up, buddy. It's my turn next.
3: Along, <laughs> no fella? Good luck. <laughs> Bye-bye,
4: kid.
3: Where, where is he? He promised to save me.
0: Who, son? I, I don't know.
4: It was a voice. Just a voice. He... He said he'd stand by.
0: Now, oh, steady, old man. Don't
3: lose your nerve, Gordon. Open it up, men.
4: No, I won't go in there.
3: I didn't do it. I didn't kill him. I didn't, I tell you. He said he'd stand by. Warden, wait. Only a few minutes more. Just a few minutes. Don't take me in there yet. Now, no, wait. Please, please. He said, please, wait. Easy, Gordon.
0: I'm sorry.
3: But if I go in that door,
0: I'm gone. It'll be too late then. Take him in, men.
6: No,
3: no, no, no. Wait. Oh, where
5: are you? Where is that voice? Where did he go? Please come back. Warden. Warden. Wait a minute, men. Well, what is it? Warden, wait. The governor's on the phone. He says, stop. Hold up everything. What did the governor say? He wants to talk to you on the phone, Warden. He says, don't electrocute this man. They've got the other two guys in Gordon's garage trying to rub out some fingerprints. One of them was shot and died. But before he died, he spilled it all. This fellow didn't do it. It was a frame Oh, thank God he got me in time. Gordon. Gordon. Did you hear that? Yes.
4: Yes, I heard it. That voice said he would. I'm free. You're not going to electrocute me, Warden. You're not. No.
0: No, Gordon. The governor saved you. Governor? No. He wasn't the governor. It was somebody else. Or something
2: else. Well, what do you mean, Gordon? Who saved you?
4: I don't know. It was a voice. Just a voice. I never really saw him. He was only a shadow.
3: Before another adventure with the shadow draws to a close, John Barclay, Blue Coal's heating expert, would like to say a few words. Mr. Barclay.
5: Good evening, friends. If you're interested in having a more comfortable home this winter, be sure to call your local Blue Coal dealer. For he's more than a fuel dealer. He's an authority on modern home heating. You see, for more than six years, I've trained servicemen for these Blue Coal dealers. These men, known as John Barclay servicemen, have added thousands of families like yours to enjoy a greater degree of comfort and to save heating dollars too i'm going to read part of a letter typical of many received from satisfied customers using blue coal and john barclay service i quote in part the service rendered by your john barclay men has been invaluable to me we were burning a ton of coal a week and having great difficulty in keeping our fire going throughout the night your service man made me many helpful suggestions regarding the proper way to regulate the furnace and recommended the use of blue coal. We not only reduced the amount of fuel consumed to one half, but actually got more heat. Think of that, friends. In this case, a family cut their fuel bill in half simply by following the advice of a John Barclay serviceman, whose services were given without charge. Now, you don't have to buy blue coal to benefit from John Barclay service. No matter what kind of fuel you're using or from whom you've been buying, if you have any heating problems, consult the blue coal dealer. You'll be very glad to place this John Barkley serviceman at your disposal to solve your problems. I thank you. The
3: story you have just heard is copyrighted by the Shadow Magazine. Real names are never used in these Shadow stories.
2: The weed of crime bears bitter fruit.
0: Crime does not pay. The Shadow Knows.
1: (laughs) The Shadow Knows, Death House Rescue, from September 1937. And I have to think this was just an incredibly innovative-type format for 1937 on radio. You just didn't have a lot of this type of mystery at that time. What's interesting to me, and I might be wrong about this, but the show was never heard in prime time, was it? It was strictly an afternoon program. I think you're right, yeah. So as much as people talked about The Shadow and remembered the program, it was never up there or it was never given the chance to compete against, you know, some of the real powerhouses like Lux Radio Theater or Jack Benny. It was off in its own little corner but maintained an incredible audience. I mean, my gosh, The Shadow was on for how many years? Into the 1950s. Absolutely, yes. Right now, though, an almost equally long-lived series, Mm -hmm. Inner Sanctum Mysteries. Tonight we go back to 1945 for Song of the Slasher. Inner Sanctum Mysteries on tonight's big broadcast.
0: Lipton Tea and Lipton Soup presents Inner Sanctum Mysteries. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. This is your host, Raymond, the gay goo. Friends, would you like to... uh fly through the air with the greatest speed? Do you think you'd enjoy being invisible, huh? (laughs) Oh, it's easy. All you have to do is become a ghost. And to become a ghost, all you have to do is accentuate the ectoplasm and eliminate the protoplasm. Man! If that doesn't work, we'll introduce you to one of the characters on our show. He'll take care of you.
9: And that's the truth. What awful people on this show. Wherever do you find them, Mr. Raymond? Well, it's simple.
0: All you have to do is turn over a rock and out they come crawling.
9: Hmm. And just suppose you were looking for decent people. How would you find them?
0: Oh, well, now, Mary, you were the one who showed me how I'd just go snooping around houses, and peering into windows, and I'd find all the nice people drinking Lipton Tea.
9: Oh, dear. There you go, making fun again. You know, maybe if you drank Lipton tea, you wouldn't be such a bitter, unhappy person. Yes, there's something so warming and cheerful about Lipton. I guess that's why lots of folks drink it not only at mealtimes, but between meals. Or whenever they get a chance to sit down and enjoy Lipton's famous brisk flavor. Mm-hmm. That word brisk, B-R-I-S-K, explains a lot when it comes to tea flavor. Brisk means that Lipton tea always tastes tangy and and bracing. It's never flat or wishy-washy. That's right. You just don't know how good tea can be till you know how good Lipton's is.
0: All right, Mary. Um, As long as you're in the kitchen, you'd better sharpen up a couple of knives as our main character tonight is going to use them. Our story is called Song of the Slasher. It's an original radio play by Milton Lewis and stars... Arnold Moss in the role of Detective Dan Miller. Are you, uh, ready? Then uh, gather close and listen. If you find you're getting too many chills and just sitting afire. Huh? <laughs> a thick, murky fog hangs like a damp veil over the waterfront. The streets are deserted. The buildings loom like tombstones in a cemetery. No living soul can be seen. Because people with sense stay behind locked doors. The slasher has murdered and mutilated his fifth victim in eight days. In a drab, lonely little room, a young woman suddenly looks up when she hears a door close.
3: Wow. Well, what's the matter? Can't you speak? Hey, you get away from me. Get that, co-
4: that knife? What are you doing with that knife? You're that slasher! Help! Help me, someone! It's the slasher!
8: Help!
4: Hello? Police headquarters? Hello? It, it, it's the slasher.
5: What are you talking about? He's
4: here. 12 Dock Street. He's upstairs. Mr. Nell's apartment. I can hear it screaming now. He's with her. I go upward. I, I I'm an old man. It's the slasher. He's killing her. Oh? that you, Miller? Speaking. This is Captain Quinn, headquarters. Here's the chance you've been waiting for. The Slash is at 12 Dock Street,
0: right around the corner from you. On my way, Captain. Bye. And that's how it started. A detective is asked to do some queer things in the line of duty. I didn't mind moving down to the dump at the waterfront with my wife if it would help catch the Slash So when I got the call, I rushed out of my joint and beat it down to 12 Dock Street.
5: Oh. Oh.
0: Where is he? Where'd he go? He...
5: He... Listen, I...
0: I... Don't do that. I'll get you a doctor. And uh, listen to me, sister. sister.
4: I know her name, is. Are they going to send an ambulance?
0: Yeah, yeah, but it won't do her no good.
4: You were too late. Did
0: you see the guy who did it?
4: I saw nobody.
0: He can't be far. He was here a minute ago.
4: I heard someone go out the back way. When? A minute ago. Listen.
0: It's coming from that alley down there. The fog's so thick, you can't see two feet out of you.
4: The back way goes into the alley.
0: Well, then... Then it's him.
4: The slasher.
0: Got down to the alley. The radio cars and the men from the precinct were coming. We went through that neighborhood with a sieve, but we couldn't find the guy who whistled that queer tune.
8: Is
4: that you, Danny? Yeah. Oh, what happened?
0: You shouldn't have got out of bed, baby.
4: I was worried. He got away. Did he kill another?
0: Yeah, yeah, another dame. It wasn't so foggy I could have seen him. That's how close it was. Any clues? No, nothing to speak of. Hey, look, look, baby, don't you worry about this. You go back and get some sleep.
4: I'm frightened, Danny. That man is somewhere in this neighborhood and us living here... I
0: shouldn't have brought you down here. You're going back to our old place tomorrow.
4: No, I'm not. I don't want you here alone. And I want to stay with Shut you. Shut up. Danny! Listen.
0: You hear that, don't you? That ain't something I'm hearing in my head, is it?
4: Danny, what are you. Answer
0: into- me, answer me. I want to make sure I ain't hearing
4: Well, things. of course I hear it. It's someone whistling, but why are you acting like this?
0: He, the, the slasher, whistles that tune.
4: Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I heard him tonight. Then the killer, the slasher, must be somewhere around here.
0: I'm going out, baby. Lock the door. The whistling was somewhere in the building. I listened. Where was it coming from? It was gone. I looked at my watch. 4 30 in the morning. I walked down the stairs listening for the whistle. I, I walked on my toes, listened at the other flats. I didn't hear a thing. I went down into the cellar. There was someone there, all right. Oh! Who's there? It was Sykes, the janitor. I came closer. Oh. Oh, it's you, Mr. Miller. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Sykes. Hey, what's the matter? You're, you're shaking like you got a fever. You you frightened me. Why? I thought you were the slasher. Yeah? He's around here, you know. He might be hiding in these shadows. might be anywhere. Everybody's afraid of him. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, so I hear. What time did you come down here? 4.30, like I do every morning. Why? See any stranger in the building? No. I didn't see anyone. Who lives in the flat below us? Mr. Trevelyan.
4: Reginald Trevelyan.
0: Funny name. He's a funny fella. Never sleeps at night. Wanders around the building whistling to himself. Whistling to himself?
4: Yeah. He writes music or something. He got a piano in his place today. He talks crazy sometimes.
0: Think he's up there now? Yeah, he never sleeps. Here. $20? Yeah, yeah, it's for you.
4: Why are you giving this to me?
0: I want you to tell me when Mr. Trevelyan leaves his apartment. Do you get it? Yeah, but but why? I ain't paying you 20 bucks to ask questions. Who's that? Miller. Mr. Miller. Yes? What
4: is it, Mr. Miller?
0: My wife and I live upstairs. I know it's kind of late, but uh can I come in here for a minute? Of course. Hope I'm not
4: disturbing you. No, it's quite all right. You're the people who moved in a few days ago? That's right. Glad to know you. My name is Reginald Trevelyan. Dan Miller's mine. You have been up all night? Yes. Why do you ask? Well, because maybe you
0: can help me. Someone tried to break into our place at about 4.30 this morning. Really?
4: Mr. Miller, you think your wife would be very annoyed if I played the piano now? No. No, I don't
0: think so. She, uh, she likes music.
4: Does she? She seemed like a charming girl. I noticed her when you first moved in. You're very lucky to have such an... Attractive wife. You uh, you whistle yourself like that very often. Yes, especially when I'm working on a new composition. Wait a moment. I think I have it. I've been trying to work out that passage all night, Miss Miller. Please, get out of here. I want to be alone. You're a... Where are you are. Huh? I'm not interested in your opinion. Well, What are you waiting for? Get out of here! Get out of here! Oh, yeah! Try it. I've lost it! What? What? That passage! You see what you've done? I had it a minute ago and now it's gone! Gone! It's It's been lately. I keep forgetting things. I'm sorry if I was rude to you. I didn't mean to be. Mr. Miller. Good night. Mr. Miller. Is it really true what it says in the papers about the slasher? That he has the whole neighborhood trembling in terror? Yes. Lovely. Trembling for their miserable little lives. Worried about that dirty little souls shoving in fear in their ugly little rat holes. If I knew who the slasher was, I'd embrace him and give him every penny I have. Why? Because I hate them. Because they laugh
0: at me. Because... Phone headquarters told them to check on Trevelyan. Oh, he was a queer one, all right. So queer, I didn't tell Laura about him. I didn't want to scare her. Couldn't arrest him. I didn't have anything on him Yes. I lay down to rest. Maybe I heard it in my dream. Maybe not. But I heard that whistling again. That same tune. I think that's what woke me. I looked around. Laura. She was gone. And the door was open.
8: Danny! Danny, help! Help! I rushed out.
0: The hall was filled with thick fog. In the yellow light, I saw a crumpled heap on the floor. I recognized Laura's bathrobe. the slasher, that's my boy. He's not the type of low character who goes around murdering his friends and relatives. No, he's so big-hearted, he murders anyone. Even people he was never introduced to. He's no snob.
9: Snob? He's much worse than a snob. He's a lunatic. Oh,
0: Mary, you're so unsympathetic. He's just lonely. He wants to get close to people with a knife.
9: Well, if he's so lonely, then why does he go around cutting people? You see, Mr. Raymond, I can say the same kind of things you do.
0: Don't you dare just be your sweet practical self or else...
9: You can't frighten me, Mr. Raymond. But as a matter of fact, I do have something practical to say. I'm going to suggest that all the folks who drink Lipton tea should buy the larger, more economical size packages. Not only because they're thriftier, but for another reason. You see, if you have a large package of Lipton's at home, then you're not likely to run out just when you need it. For instance, when folks happen to drop in unexpectedly some evening. And of course, Lipton's is a grand drink to serve your guests. It goes so well with cake or sandwiches. It it, it just seems to make everything taste better. So, folks, be sure to have a good supply of that brisk Lipton tea on hand.
0: Yeah, do that. And uh, while you're at it, be sure to have an extra hand on hand because the slasher may want to collect one for a souvenir. (laughs) Well, we've kept the blood from flowing long enough. On with the murders. Listen as we hear Arnold Moss as Dan Miller finish that story. Laura was alive in a dead faint... I scooped her up in my arms and rushed her back to our flat. She opened her eyes a few minutes later. Danny. You're okay, baby.
9: He was going to kill me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Drink some of this.
9: Uh, Thanks. Oh, Danny, it was
4: awful. What happened? Well, you were asleep. I, I went out to get the milk, and I heard someone whistling. Do you remember what? That same queer melody we heard before, the one the slasher whistled. So I thought I'd help you. Help me? I thought I'd see him. I walked quietly down the hall and there was no one there. Then I turned the corner. Yeah? I saw the knife gleam. Someone was hiding in the shadows. He grabbed my neck and I screamed. I screamed, Annie. I screamed so I thought I'd burst my throat and then it went black. Did you see him? No, but I felt his hands on my throat. They were strong hands, fingers like steel and I... Oh, Danny, I'm sorry. I can't even talk
0: about it. Oh, now, now, lie down, lie down. You'll be all right. But when you think that he's right
4: here, maybe living in this
0: building... Well, he won't be here long. I'm calling headquarters.
4: You know who he is. I got
0: a good idea. Now, just let me get on that phone and... Oh, Daddy, maybe that's him.
4: Now, take it easy. Take it easy, kid. Um...
0: Who's there? Dice. Well, it's just a janitor, baby. Oh. What do you want? He went out. Trevelyan? Yeah. Okay. Lori, get dressed. I want to get you out of here before the trouble starts. I'll be gone for a few minutes. Where are you going? With Mr. Sykes. You got a key, Sykes? Yeah, but I'll have to go along with you. You you can't take anything. You know what this badge means? You a detective? Yeah, yeah. Now let's go. What are you doing here? Looking for the slasher? I'll write your book about it, pal. And here's his joints. Open the door. All right. But you'll have to hurry may come back any minute. All I want is enough evidence. I'll take care of him when we get it. The door's open. Come on in. It was 8 in the morning. But it could have been 8 at night. The fog was so thick. I knew this was it. I couldn't take any chances. I had to get all the evidence on it before I nabbed him. And I had to get it without him being wise. What are you looking for? Knives. We know he's got at least three. I don't see none. Neither do I. Maybe it's a bum steer. I could be wrong. Hey, hey, what's this? Music. He's always writing it. I used to be a choir boy once. They taught me how to read them notes. I wonder if I still can. Why? Because I think this may be a tune I'm looking for. Let me see. song. Did you ever hear it before? Yeah. I bet you did. He's always whistling it. I heard it myself when he killed the last one. You gotta find those knives. You a hurry. I think he just went out to get some breakfast. I looked everywhere. Couldn't find the knives. I couldn't bring a guy in just because I heard a song. I found a bunch of keys. They were trunk keys. But there was no trunk. I think I hear him coming. Never mind what you think. Where does he keep his trunk? In the storeroom in the cellar. He's always going down there for things. Hold it, hold it. That's him. Yeah. Come here. There's room behind this upright piano for both of us. What, well, the he's to the... shut, shut up, sh- shut up. Get behind here and hurry. He sat down at the piano and played a queer arrangement of the same tune that led me to him. I reached for my gun just in case... Suddenly, I felt the sweat ooze out of me. It was sweat that it? It felt like ice. I didn't have my gun. I remembered I took it off when I laid down to rest.
6: It's all wrong, all wrong. Why can't I get it right?
0: out again. Come on, Sykes. I told you to hurry before. I hear him going down those stairs. It's it's safe to go now. All right, Sykes. We're gonna open that trunk in the store. Here's his trunk, Mr. Miller. This key should open it. Are they the knives? blood. Gee. Sykes, go to the police precinct. Tell them Miller sent you. Tell them to come over here with as many men as they can spare. All right. All right. I took the knives and put them under my coat. And went up to my room. <laughs> yes, yes,
4: yes, I'm leaving. I'll be home I soon. I could hear
0: Laura talking on the phone with someone. I opened the door. Well, of
4: course. I... Oh, I better hang up now. Danny just came in. Goodbye, darling.
0: Who are you talking to?
4: Mother, I'm I'm ready to go. Oh, wait a minute,
0: wait a minute. There's no rush. Listen, Danny. It's that man at
4: the piano. Sounds like the
0: slasher song. Yeah. What have you got there? My gun. Come on, baby, we're going.
7: That man playing the piano. Are you sure he's a slasher? Yeah. Positive. Oh, damn Danny, you're
4: hurting my arm. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. I'm nervous. Ooh. That's his place, come on in with me
4: come in with
0: you. Yeah, yeah, I figured out a way to trap him. But, Danny, I... Don't be scared, baby. You'll be okay. Oh. It's you. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Trevelyan. I'd
4: like you to meet my wife. I'm delighted. How do you do? Would you like to hear something? It's a composition I've just completed. I've had a great deal of trouble with it. But I think I've got it right now.
0: Yeah, you got it coming to your slasher.
4: You stupid swine! You idiot. Why did you give me a chance? My music not even written down. Danny. You
9: murdered him. Yeah. Why? You'll find out. What are you going to do with that knife?
0: It's one of his knives. Stand still, Laura.
9: Danny, do with me. Wait in a minute. Danny, what's the you matter with you? you it
0: coming to you, too. Why? I know who you were talking to on that phone. It wasn't your old lady. What? It was Jerry Boyd, that guy who lives next door, wasn't it? Answer me, wasn't no, it? No, no. Lie to me.
4: So this is why you made me come down here with you. You planned this all along.
0: That's right, Baby. And that's why I had you insured for 40 grand. Oh. You made one bad mistake. You married a smart cookie.
4: You're going to kill me and blame it on the slasher. Yeah. No!
8: Help me, someone, help me! Daddy, don't oh.
0: When it was over, I wiped the knife clean of fingerprints. And then I, I smeared Trevelyan's hand over the handle. I knew what to do. Made it look good. Made it look perfect. There's a way to get away with murder. And I found it. I thought.
4: Go on with the report,
0: Noah. Well, Captain Quinner, after I sent Sykes to the precinct, I went upstairs for my gun... My wife wasn't there and got the gun and I heard a scream. I rushed to his place, I opened the door, I, I saw Laura. The second I thought I'd pass out,
4: Yeah.
0: He, he grabbed a knife and come at me and I shot him and killed him.
4: Oh, Laura. She was insured for $40,000, wasn't she? Yeah. 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 Well, what difference does that make now? A lot of difference, Miller. I want you to meet someone. Come in, Sykes. Yes, Captain. Did you hear Detective Miller's report clearly?
0: Yes, sir.
4: Was he telling the truth?
0: No. He lied. What are you talking about? I didn't go to the police when you told me. I hid in the cellar. I saw you go upstairs. I saw you get your wife and go to Trevelyan's place. I listened at the door. I heard you shoot Trevelyan and then murder your wife. Captain, the man's insane. Yes, Miller. a homicidal
4: maniac. I'll take away his coat. You see? He's handcuffed. I don't get it. He's the
0: slasher. He? It's impossible. I told you about that melody. Why, it's still on Trevelyan's piano. Trevelyan
4: copying down that melody after he heard Sykes
0: whistle it. Yeah. I whistled the whole thing for him. But the knives I found in Trevelyan's trunk. I put them there. I know who you were. Sykes was trying to frame Trevelyan. He's made a complete confession, Miller. But how did you find out well, that... When you he... asked us to check on Trevelyan, we discovered that he's quite a famous, if eccentric composer.
4: I checked up on the other people in the building at the same time. I found out that Sykes escaped from the State Institute for the Insane two years ago. He's confessed. Yeah. I'm the slasher. Why should Trevelyan become famous for
0: what i had done? You had a perfect crime all figured out, Miller. But you made one little mistake. You decided the wrong person was the slasher. Even a copper can't pull a perfect one, Miller. So I'm telling you all this because... in ten minutes I won't be able to tell nobody anything. Ever since I made my report, I've been been hearing that song in my head like like somebody whistling it. And soon I, I, I won't hear that either. <laughs> it's a nice tune, kind of sad. Never quarrel with your wife. Avoid strife. If that doesn't work, get a carving knife. (laughs) Now, there's the perfect formula for domestic bliss. Don't you think so, Mary? I do not. Oh, well, then I'll give you another one. You'll love this one. Beat her till she's black and blue. Break her arms and legs in two. Then tell her to brew... A cup of Lipton tea
9: for you. Oh, I give up. (laughs) All I can hope is that folks don't pay any attention to all these peculiar things you say about Lipton's. And I guess they don't. The proof is that more people drink Lipton tea than any other brand. But if any of you folks haven't tried Lipton's, then why don't you do so now before Mr. Raymond says a word more about it? Why not let that famous brisk flavor speak for itself? (laughs)
0: Well, now, if you weren't too caught up by tonight's story, let me tell you about next week's gory little tale. It's, uh, it's about a beautiful woman who holds her hand, tells you about the future. Of course, she's kind of pessimistic. She sees a man with a knife stuck in his throat, the girl waving gaily from the gallows. And listen to this. Our star will be the glamorous motion picture actress, Wendy Berry. Let's make it a day now. Oh, by the way, this month's Inner Sanctum Mystery novel is The Lucky Stiff by Craig Rice. And now I guess it's really time to close that squeaking door until next week, the same time when Lipton Tea and Lipton Soup bring you another Inner Sanctum Mystery directed by Hyman Brown. So until then... Good
8: night.
9: (laughs) Folks, if you'd like to try a modern food with a real old-fashioned flavor, then try Lipton's noodle soup. You see, Lipton's comes in an envelope, and all you have to do is empty the contents into boiling water, and in no time at all, soup's on. And what a delicious, chickeny-tasting soup it is. It really tastes homemade, and it's brimming with golden tender egg noodles. Lipton's is economical, too. It costs less and makes more than canned soups. So, folks, don't forget to try Lipton's Noodle Soup. And don't forget to tune in next Tuesday night for another Inner Sanctum Mystery. This is
4: CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
0: From
1: April of 1945, Inner Sanctum Mysteries, and the song of the slasher. For our final hour, Orson Welles makes an encore appearance, this time as Harry Lime in the lives of Harry Lyme. And we're going to hear from old Satchma Louis Armstrong, coming up in the next hour of tonight's Big Broadcast.